Hoi chummers, just wanted to take a moment and let you know about our Patreon. While we release episodes of Shadowrun on Empty every single week, we actually have a backlog of about four episodes at any given time, just to give us a little cushion in case we can't record on our schedule for whatever reason. You know, like holidays or bug spirits. If you're interested in getting access to the episodes early, as well as a bunch of other benefits like artwork for the show, news on changes or rollouts and sneak peeks and other things coming up, five new yen a month over on patreon.com slash critical underscore hits gets you full access to all of the bells and whistles. You can even get a shout out for your support at the end of every single episode of Stimless as well. So if you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support our work as well as get tons of bonus perks, that's the best way to do it. Thanks for your time. Let's get back to the show. Hey Chummers, so Easy Mode here. I've been a GM of various games for the past 25 years. I'll be the host of the podcast, bringing some much-needed information about the Shadows. Hey, I'm Austin. I play Kaze in the Sinless game, and I am excited to learn more about the lore. Hello everybody, I'm Tyler, aka Captain Cozy. I play Zero on the Shadowrun actual play series, Sinless. It's time to get our lore going. All right, welcome back everyone to another episode of Shadowrunning on Empty, where we fill your brain with Shadowrun knowledge. And today's topic, we are going to take part two of The Matrix. Remember in part one, we talked about the first crash and we ended part one with, hey, guess what? There's a second one. So that's where we'll be picking up today. The internet continues to be amazing and terrible. Yes. Yes, it does. If the name of this episode isn't The Matrix Reloaded, I'm going to be sorely disappointed. Holy. <laughs> holy. Also, okay. Speaking of good ideas, because that's a fucking phenomenal idea. This is not even anywhere close. But you know how we always say the episode's Shadowrun on empty, and you say fill our heads with knowledge? Mm -hmm. The idea of, like, a, a gas station bell ring <laughs> to, to, like, start when we're starting. Oh. Uh, just like, oh, well, here you go, everybody. Filling her up. Fill her up. Ching. Yeah, you know. Cha-ching, cha-ching. The old-timey gas pumps. Cha-ching, exactly. Cha-ching. Exactly. Amazing. Matrix Reloaded coming soon? Yeah. Uh, I guess Matrix, we'll find out. You already Matrix know. Matrix Reloaded happening now. Whoa. Uh, we are we're, reloaded. We're about to learn Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, unceremoniously, this is uh, known as Crash 2.0. Because nothing bad happened. Yay! Yay! It's an ironic Yay! name. Um. So, Crash 2.0 takes place in November of 2064. Set the scene. <laughs> Unlike the Crash virus of 2029, however, you actually know who's involved in this one. And it is like the mysterious again, forces. Of... It's the, the mysterious <laughs> forces. It's always the mysterious forces. Well, this time there aren't mysterious forces for Crash 2.0. We know who's involved for Crash 2.0. Yeah. 
There's there's upfront forces. <laughs> yeah, there's what? there's named forces. Or as we call them, forces. <laughs> <laughs> so in this one, we've got uh, two major players that were involved with Crash 2.0. We have Winter Knight, the terrorist group. This other uh, otaku group called Ex Posses. Expose. Expose. <laughs> Is it two S's? It's it's spelled P A C I S. Pack Pacis. P A C I S. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Is it White Knight spelled with a K or no it's, K? It's Winter Knight spelled like nighttime. Winter oh, okay. Knight. Okay. So not like. The Dark Knight. <laughs> Not like the Dark Knight. This is Winter Knight. And Same. I'll talk about both groups. So to better understand X. <laughs> however you want to pronounce it. We should it. just say a different one every every, time. Si- every single time. Just just for just for some, some patrons. X Pachinko. <laughs> plink, 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 plink. <laughs> X ping pong. X Pacus. Uh <laughs> is a uh, is a tribe of twisted otaku. Twisted? Yes, twisted. So we should probably mention otaku before we go down this particular twisted group. So an otaku in the sixth world are called children of the matrix. And they are individuals that are somehow able to interface with the wired matrix uh, only with an assist converter and a data jack. They do not need a cyber deck at all. Wait, what do they need? They they only need a converter and a data jack. The converter is the assist converter, which is what helps you interpret the information from the matrix. Oh, okay. Yeah, artificial sensory induction system technology, or assist. Oh, the more you know. Hmm. There you go. Yeah, again, the more you know. They like cyber superheroes. The otaku are otaku's. How are otaku's in relation to technomancers? Some people would call them the precursors. Mm, okay. Some people would call the otaku the precursor to the technomancer. It's just that the otaku were primarily children during this time. Mm. They're all below the age of twenty-one. And all of the otaku worship the Matrix with cult-like devotion. It's almost like it's uh, their religion. Mm, so it's Twitter. <laughs> ooh, ooh, blue check marks. Children of the internet, <laughs> rise up! Gather together, children of Send TikTok. Send strongly worded tweets to Austin at press. Just, with press what is it what, what is it uh, press uh, where do they send it because <laughs> you know, I, I keep seeing different versions of your name i'm like oh my god i don't actually know my own friend's twitter oh, it's, all good. I, I, it's I, press I, underscore jump yes press underscore jump. Yeah. oh my god i'm the best there we go and you're strongly where he tweets to press underscore jump on Twitter and blast him for Tyler being really good at remembering his friend's Twitter handle. <laughs> I'm the mysterious forces. Send your best ticky talks. <laughs> Swarm him, brethren. Rise up. Wow. Uh, so the otaku mm-hmm. are fiercely loyal, fiercely loyal to their tribe. Uh, some tribes 
devote themselves to entities that they encounter in the matrix uh some of them being artificial intelligences but there's also one that is known throughout all of the different tribes called the deep resonance and the otaku believe that the deep resonance is what bestowed their matrix powers onto them it's like a disembodied entity something that just lives out in the the vastness of the matrix of course artificial intelligences have impersonated it to lie or uh try and trick some of these otaku tribes so it's the big robot face from the end of the third matrix movie <laughs> yeah the big robot face oh, yes. hell okay, big cool. robot face Nah. I, for one, welcome our big robot-faced overlords. <laughs> yeah, Technomancers form up in the next generation after this Crash 2.0. And the, the uniqueness about the Technomancer, like the Otaku, the Technomancer are able to interface with what will become the wireless matrix without the need for a device. That's how Otaku and Technomancers are different and yet related. Just so I'm understanding... Um, and this definitely wasn't me, but I'm sure there's someone out there that was thinking this. Um, when this hypothetical person heard otakus, they thought you meant the current day <laughs> meaning of it. And I was mm -hmm. expecting a bunch of dudes in their Matrix jackets, getting like lightsabers. <laughs> with their waifu Twitter, pillows. With their waifu pillow, they're, they're spinning it like a glaive. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think this. <laughs> you can't stop my persona. <laughs> I have the power of God and enemy on my side. Uh, you guys, you have the 64 bits of RAM. <laughs> oh my gosh. Guys, I thought this was a safe place. Right? <laughs> I'm doing this for you, Internet Chong. <laughs> oh man, I'm going to get so much heat for that. Oh, uh, send all of your uh, hate tweets to <laughs> <laughs> at Elon Musk. You're welcome. Wow. They'll all apply, I'm sure. So, oh, so this it, this this word doesn't have that connotation in the sixth world. No, in the sixth world, it's referring to the children of the matrix. I'm sure it gets confusing for them, you know, for the established term, and then it gets this whole other meaning in the sixth world. Was this term derived in Japan? You know, I don't know where it originated from. Hang on, just a moment. Let me plug into my matrix and uh see if i could find some information see what i did there <laughs> making it relevant <laughs> i like to think you find like you'll find like a little really quick elevator music to transition to this <laughs> so you're not just in the ah yes i had the answer this whole time mm, do, 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 do. <laughs> here, comes, here. here comes the piano ignore that man behind the counter <laughs> ignore the man behind the podcast that's what it is. Pay no attention to the man behind the podcast. Uh, no, does not have an origin of this term. Uh, let me check one more thing. Or the Matrix gifted it unto them. Well, that's what they originally think, and that's why they worship the Matrix like it's their religion. Do they do they too believe that we live in a uh? <laughs> what is it? Simulation? Uh, Simulation, thank you. <laughs> well, otaku, the otaku like to spend most of their time in the Matrix. Okay, so not exactly the same thing. 
No, it does not have the origin here either. It's all good. I, I hear the Wii Shop music anytime you're searching stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with becoming uh, an otaku, I have this blurb. Uh, with a few notable exceptions, otaku emerge from the ranks of dispossessed orphans and runaways. Typically, these individuals spend their early childhoods scrambling for basic survival in the worst gang and ghoul-infested barrens and sprawl slums. So, the barrens. Oh, as we call it. At some point, they find their way to the doorsteps of otaku communities, urban tribes, of similar otaku who band together for mutual protection and instruction. Instruction as in like a directive? How to use their abilities. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, each major sprawl contains at least one otaku tribe, sometimes more. Most of the tribes are young in their teens or younger, usually led by the eldest. Big kid rules. They display almost fetishistic views of cyber technology and encourage an exploratory hacker mindset among their members. So <clears throat> when you say fetishistic, mm -hmm. can you elaborate? The Matrix is their fetish. My God. Could you imagine? Yes, I only imagine. <laughs> I feel seen. No, I don't. I, I feel it. Uh, but as to where the original term comes from, uh, why it's otaku, I do not have that answer for you, unfortunately. Well, that is all good. We're all children of the wiki. We are all children of the wiki. Wrong made rain. <laughs> they were just, they're just these amazing children of the Matrix age. Hell yeah. You know, that's fine. Not everything needs an answer. That is true. We like we like to try to find it on this podcast. So I'm sorry I don't have that one for you. But that, I was not prepared for that one. If people have the answer to our quandary. Feel free to come and post it in our Discord. Boom. Nice. Well done. Professional, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, most otaku, like I said, are below the age of 21. Once they get older and grow into adulthood, they actually lose their abilities. <gasps> it's like kids next door. <laughs> You're losing the imagination. <gasps> That's so sad. <laughs> this aspect is known as the fading. So tragic. <laughs> yeah, otaku abilities often depend on the flexibility of a child's mind. So they often experience loss of abilities as they grow to adulthood. <sighs> Most otakus lose their abilities by the time they reach the age of 30. What do they do at that point? I mean, you've you run out. Uh, most of them probably maintain the tribe as the elders to try and keep the uh, the other kids fed, take care of them, because the tribe is family. Okay, okay. That's pretty wholesome, all things considered. Well, I mean, you lose all your abilities. You can't help them in the Matrix, but you can still technically help help them with, you know, the mundane need, the food, yeah. shelter, water. Boring stuff. <laughs> the boring stuff. The stuff you need to live. <laughs> yeah, boring. <laughs> Do they send you on like a cyber igloo when you reach a certain age? <laughs> they call up the uh, cyber iceberg and put you on it, put you out oh, to no. digital sea. 
digital sea. They send you to a, a an, an otaku uh, retirement home. It's just a home full of twenty year olds. It's so sad though. You lose your power of the ima- of imagination, and that's the thing that like really pulls you away from the, from the yeah. internet, the matrix. Yeah. You lose the the flexibility of a child's mind. You have to think of how imaginative you were when you were a kid. You know, you had imaginary friends. Uh, you'd set up. I don't know about you, but me when I was younger, oh. I'd set up these big battles between my action figures, yeah. straight out of comics. You know. <laughs> oh hell yeah, dude! I still do that. Like I still play out <laughs> scenes in my head that I'm like, this would never happen, but this would be so cool. Well, that's what I'm saying. Unfortunately, as they age, they lose that flexibility of mind and that creativity. And so they lose their abilities. I mean, some of them could probably turn to decking, like actually using a cyber deck. They'd have to relearn how to do some of the things and they might stumble uh, when they start out, but they could always become deckers. They just wouldn't have the same speed uh, and power that some of the other otakus have. Okay. Fading indeed. Mm-hmm. So back to Crash 2.0. We're talking about X posses. <laughs> yep. Different name every time. <laughs> As Pisces. Yes, X Pisces. <clears throat> uh, is one of this splinter uh, uh, otaku known as a twisted tribe and these tribe believers they reject the deep resonance and they believe in something called the dissonance and the dissonance is the anti-resonance wait (laughs) okay okay please go on yes yes the dissonance uh otaku believe that data should be corrupted they thrive on instability and glitches within the matrix and believe this is the way the matrix should be. So wall hacks for everyone. Ah, they're trolls. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. They thrive in the chaos around them and they seek to ensue it themselves. Yes. Yes. And they they're okay. They don't believe in the resonance. They believe in the dissonance. Mm-hmm. But doesn't the existence of the dissonance Therefore, prove the existence of the resonance. I mean, you can't, you probably can't have one without the other, but they believe more in the dissonance and reject the idea of the deep resonance of this. Well, they reject it. They don't, they don't yeah. think it doesn't exist. No, they just reject it. Gotcha. gotcha. That is their belief. Tyler's just trying to get you to admit that the absence of evidence is the evidence of absence. Wow. That as well. Ooh. Let's go off on this deep philosophical topic. (laughs) The internet both does and does not exist at any given time. Uh, Let me tell you uh, why. uh, (laughs) I feel sick. I don't feel so good. So these twisted otaku generally live within their own tribes, uh, but they are later recruited by this person named Pax. P-A-X? Yes, like P-A-X. Actually spelled P-A-X. And Pax is the this leader of the ex pasis and um, is considered one of the most uh, of her tribe members to be wired wrong. 
What does that mean? The most twisted. Being right in the head. She's uh, twisted. Yeah. She was from a fanatical Atlanta-based otaku tribe that were involved in many terrorist activities. I mean, that does sound fun. Sounds pretty twisted. So she is involved in 2.0 in that she's recruited by none other than Deus. Oh, no. She is recruited by Deus to lead his army of constructed beings that he's been working on in the arcology during the time of its shutdown. She is the disciple. She reveres Deus as the true form of the Matrix in a godlike sense. Hmm. And and nothing negative came of that at all. Yes, exactly. They found the error of their ways immediately, and the world was better for it. Yeah. Well, she's involved in helping Deus here. Uh, and this comes into play with a corporation as well. Corporations. It, yes. Good old Novatech. Novatech is doing an IPO. Is one is the catalyst of the event for Crash 2.0. So in anticipation of a massive increase in matrix traffic, Novatech uh, enlisted the help of the East Coast Stock Exchange, upgraded their servers. And in doing so, they created an ultraviolet level matrix node. Internet better than internet? Well, the the most connected and difficult to get into. An ultraviolet host or a UV host is the ultimate in artificial reality. And how much faster is it really? Well, these are rare hosts that are able to simulate real life so efficiently that it's difficult to differentiate them from reality. Oh. Is this the basis for BTL? No, BTL comes in in a different way with SimSense, and we can talk about that when we go down uh, that road with some recreational activities of the sixth world. Right, right. The Novatech creates this ultraviolet level node, and this is what is needed to actually fully sustain an artificial intelligence. This is one of the things Deus has been waiting for. Interesting. So he and Pax are working together for Deus to take advantage of this because Pax wants to tie and help and release Deus out into the greater matrix so that Deus can effectively become this super being that exists free in the matrix. Because at this point, he's still anchored to the arcology and the arcology systems. Mm. Longs to be free. Yes, longs to be free. Of course, this whole plan is thwarted by some rival AIs uh, and the terrorist group Winter Knight unknowingly. <laughs> unknowingly? Well, they had no idea what Deus was doing. They weren't involved with Deus at all. You told us a little bit about otakus. This is the other group you were talking about? This is the other group that is involved in the Crash 2.0. It's called Winter Knight. And Winter Knight is an apocalyptic cult. And they're based out of Scandinavia. Seem to be a lot of those in the sixth world. There are a lot of apocalyptic cults in the sixth <laughs> world. Tell me what's different about your apocalyptic cult. <laughs> we will get into some more of them when we talk about threats of the sixth world. But this one in particular, it operates worldwide, even though they're originally based out of Scandinavian area. Mm -hmm. They are inspired heavily 
by Norse mythology. No way. Of course. <laughs> uh, Winter Knight is working to create Ragnarok. Ah, uh, that's why they're called Winter Knight. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. I see. Yes, Winter Knight wants to bring about the end times in the Great Winter, and one of the ways to do that is through nukes. Mm. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say most apocalyptic cults I know of want to like destroy the world through fire, and you were making it sound like winter, and it sounded unique, and then you brought them the nukes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's nuclear winter. It is nuclear oh, winter. My God, yeah. it's fire bet- before the freeze. Yes, mm-hmm. fire before the freeze. Now, what this terrorist group had done is over the years, they and their members had gone about collecting nuclear material to weaponize and then hide these bombs in strategic locations throughout the world. Some of them were even placed on fault lines. That's the thing related to magic, right? No, not ley lines. Oh, like like actual... Yes, like tectonic fault lines. Oh, oh, never mind. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they are thwarted, though, before they're able to enact their plan. Not before this crash takes place that they were part of. Some of their attacks are successful. Most of the, I think all of the nuclear devices were stopped before they went off. But the attacks on the grids of some areas, power grids and whatnot from Winter Night were still successful. So in so doing, this helps with the confusion of Deus also trying to leave the arcology and enter the wider Matrix network. And then this battle also takes place with uh, AIs and other uh, deckers from the Shadow community trying to thwart Deus from doing so. And the impact of this this fallout of the crash is ridiculous. It reaches nearly every part of the globe. Uh, all the damage is contained to the wired matrix, leaving it a ruin in many portions of the world. Several systems that depended on the matrix for support had failed, causing many deaths as trains derailed, planes crashed, and power plants shut down. All like within the span of... All in the span of a few hours once this... IPO was initiated. It's ridiculous. Bedlam. While each government and corporation struggles with their damage control, several corporations uh, will fall during this time. And some of them will be absorbed into larger corporations. For example, we lose cross-applied technologies. No! They were one of the higher-rated corporations at the time. And they get absorbed into Ares through a mix of hostile takeover and this Crash 2.0. Okay, I was going to say, not like they just got nuked. No, no. Sick. Next, Wu Jing and Yamatetsu absorb most of the failed companies along the Pacific Prosperity Group, which helps prop them up so that they don't have as big of losses during this crash as well. Uh, One of the ones that uh, comes out relatively unscathed is... Your uh, favorite dragon of all time, uh, Tyler Lofwear. Seder Krupp did not suffer too terribly during Crash 2.0 as there had been a secret Matrix kill switch, Mm. which allowed its grids to survive almost completely intact. Dude, I'm telling you, 
Lothweir is up to something, and I want to be on the winning <laughs> side whenever it happens. <laughs> Wake up, people. <laughs> Lothweir is everywhere. Uh, you Lothweir's also everyone. Okay, sorry. <laughs> wow. He's the mysterious forces. I knew it. Uh, you also see Neonet formed as a company out of Novatech, where Novatech merges with Neuronet and another company called Eureka to form the company Neonet. I see. They tried to incorporate both names, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> so from all of this, you lose the wired matrix. So where do we go to next? The wireless matrix? It's time to get rid of those wires. Say hello to wireless matrix. Whoa! Called it. <laughs> this was already Smart. actually sort of in the works beforehand, before the crash. It was an idea that was slowly going to be rolled out to the rest of the world. However, with Crash 2.0 destroying a lot of the infrastructure there with wired matrix and matrix systems, they hurriedly launch the wireless matrix to fill that void. It was originally being worked on back in 2058, but because of Crash 2.0, they had to get it all out there. You got to get it all out there. In early 2065, you have the second Universal Matrix Conference to standardize the wireless technology that would be used to create the new wireless matrix. It's like the United Nations of the internet? Kind of. The wireless matrix is based off of the concept of a mesh network, where all devices are both a computer and a router. Data will travel from the device to device until it reaches its location. Because of the mesh nature of the wireless matrix, the size and shape of the physical matrix is always changing. The more devices in the area, the more effective bandwidth all those devices have, making lag virtually a thing of the past. Whoa. The wireless matrix also brings personal area networks, referred to as PANs, a connection of wireless devices on a person that are all communicating to one another. Like Bluetooth. Yeah, like Bluetooth. You also see the emergence of augmented reality, which allows virtual icons to overlay physical objects and locations called augmented reality objects, or ARO, pronounced arrow. So like ARGs. Yes. Arrow sounds so much cooler though. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> Augmented reality object arrow. It's such a simple thing saying it's like object or augmented reality thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Make it art, you know, like. Yeah. Object is such a simple word. I love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, the mega corporations not enjoying how vulnerable their systems are with the new wireless matrix in 2075 had God begin rolling out a new wireless matrix protocol that removed a lot of the vulnerabilities in the previous version of wireless matrix. The new wireless protocols were said to be unhackable. However, a few shadow runners are able to get a hold of the specifications for the new cyberdeck technology that allows access to exploit and edit the new protocols and they release them onto the shadow networks. Another change in the new matrix was that to get on the matrix, a user had to use a matrix service provider's grid. For low-income users, there is still the free public grid, which is much more unreliable and is said to be the, quote, barons of the matrix. 
Barons within Barons. <laughs> Each grid now has a demigod, an agent of God, whose sole purpose is to monitor illegal matrix activity. All illegal activity will now flag a user with Overwatch. And once a user's Overwatch hits a certain threshold, the demigod begins a process called convergence, which reboots a user's persona, dumping them from the matrix and um, reports the physical location to the grid authority. So did you already explain what God is an ac or acronym abbreviation? What it's, yeah, we had mentioned God. We had mentioned God before in the previous uh, previous talk on the Matrix 1.0, where God is the grid Overwatch division that was originally created oh. by the corporate court Matrix Authority. One that got really messed up several times over. Yes, well, it gets hit even harder at no. the crash from the wireless or from the wired Matrix. They actually lose uh, a number of deckers get fried in the wired Matrix crash 2.0. Yep, Grid Overwatch Division, otherwise known as God. Then Demigod is like a subdivision of it or something? It's a smaller It's a smaller version of the Grid Overwatch that is specifically there just to monitor for illegal activity. Well, it's nice to know that they didn't have any pretension about what their job positions were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, individual officers of God, often called G-men, are highly skilled deckers drawn <laughs> from the ranks of the AAA corporate court members. God men. I f I do feel slightly disappointed that they didn't just call them angels. Like it was it was <laughs> oh, right, right there. there. It was right there. It was right I know, there. right? Oh, it would have been my... it would have been perfect. Dude, it's I've been so saying the free. word seraphim a lot lately mm. and calling them seraphims or something. Oh my god. That would have been Solars. good too. Oh my god. Ah. Nope. But, G -men. God's primary function is to investigate matrix crimes that impact multiple mega corporations, including claims of intercorporate sabotage. Ooh, like somebody did an oopsie. Uh oh. Someone did an oopsie. I got to report you now. <laughs> got to report you to God. <laughs> I'm calling in God. Hey, calling in God. I have to say, I don't know if I like the wired matrix or the wireless matrix idea more so like i mean why wireless matrix you're you're on wherever you want to be and it's connected through a bunch of devices so as long as you're in a sprawl with you know multiple devices you experience no downtime pretty much because everything's a mesh network what's the downside then that you would avoid with wired well in wired you're stuck in the location I mean that also sounds bad. I'm I'm trying to think of like why would you pick wired? Mm. Well, you're not connected to multiple different devices if you go through wired. You're only going through one device. Whereas in wireless, you're in a mesh network, so your every device is a router and a computer, you know. I feel like wired requires more of a commitment, too. Absolutely. Yeah, in a beneficial way. Yeah. I suppose that makes sense. So if you have commitment issues, don't go wired. <laughs> I mean, the other benefit with the the wireless matrix is you get artificial reality. Although I don't know how great that is ad-wise when you think about it. For wired or wireless? <laughs> wireless. You're walking around an area and you're switched into our, to augmented reality 
and then there's just ad pop-ups everywhere that have oh my god arrows <laughs> there's someone flipping through a newspaper and they flip to a page and then a 30 second ad pops up and they have to stare yeah at it. yeah probably Ooh, that is so scary think about that everything that has a qr code on it oh my god oh i'm just thinking of all the things like someone like uh no that's too dark i'm trying to think of something that would be like ah you can't you can't um open up this ice cream in your house unless you watch like seven minutes of ads oh god like, nah, it's not worth it it's not worth it <laughs> that would be just horrible oh man that's the true hell of the sixth world how do you install a pop-up blocker on your ice cream <laughs> on your life or add, 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 add blocker add uh. blocker for my ice cream please <laughs> <laughs> my uh, ben and cherries would like to introduce their new flavor <laughs> oh god ben and jerry's of the sixth world would have a flavor called add blocker <laughs> oh man oh it my would. god they would have like a terabyte like bite-sized snack kind of just uh I'm hungry. <laughs> I'll just talk about ice cream. Man, it's like we did an foods. ad for food. <laughs> oh no, we're part of the problem. And then of course the matrix just evolves as time goes on, especially with the emergence of more AIs and as the tech technomancers start to rise with the beginning of the wireless matrix. One of the things that we have uh, to talk about from the the newest version uh, coming from the sixth edition books, the Matrix is almost in, certainly operating with reference to the inner workings of the foundation-based Matrix that was set up in the beginning during the impl implementation of the wireless network. Of course, some of them are guarded and secured, and a not surprising number of them are hidden as well. When someone uses a comlink or other matrix-connected device, such as a car, medkit, repair shop, smart link, etc., they are communicating with what most of us perceive as being the free, quote, matrix. Public. Yeah, public. Of course, it might not be free. It's just perceived that way because it's so prevalent. Even the people who subscribe to something are constantly told X and Y are included in your subscription. Sell, sell, sell. Yeah, right? It's all about sell, sell, sell. One of the major examples that they put forward is Virtual World Disney. Yeah, Virtual World Disney. You can go to Disney World in the Matrix. And then instead of the lines, it's yeah. 30 minutes of ads. <laughs> the Mouse House is mighty and as popular as ever, having surpassed the 100th anniversary of the original Disneyland theme park in California, Virtual World Disney, or VWD, now offers visitors all forms of packages, including their full array of theme parks, both real and emerging. Now we know it's truly dystopian. I feel like the digital digital Disney, you can do that. You just go on YouTube and you type in Disneyland rides and they have all the people that film the Whee! when you're going through the ride. I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's the same thing, right? Like, that's well, basically, yes, yeah, it's, it's close to the same thing, except in the Matrix with the assist program, you're getting the experience of the movement and the wind and everything 
on yeah the but i i just have a fan on yeah so if i turn on an <laughs> oscillating fan and then put on my and then put on oh, a quest oh. 2 headset and i then... was gonna say i have a rodeo machine at home and i'm just riding that while i'm on this roller coaster with my fan <laughs> on. well that would work except that if you're using SimSense, then when you're plugged in and have the assist program uh, have the assist running then you're a mobile you don't move you can't physically move everything is experienced through sensation through your senses interesting that way you don't hurt yourself mm. yeah, you know that makes sense. like right now you put the vr headset on and you try to do stuff in your living room and you crash into your coffee table and then you're on the front page of reddit and it's all <laughs> exactly so the assist program was built so that you can experience the sensations without risking bodily harm to yourself. Boring. I like to live in danger. Well, then you would enjoy some of the Beatles. And like I said, we'll get to that when we start talking about recreational activities. This guy over here. First taste, Alora's free. (laughs) (laughs) Second taste, it's gonna cost you. So with the Disney example, the Disney maintains both physical and virtual parks with the physical parks featuring an elaborate AR overlay that enhances the visitor's experience. So when you go to the Disney World Park, you've got your artificial, you've got your augmented reality on top of the overlay of all of the Disney World. I can't imagine what you would do with that besides ads. Here's where it gets weird. While guests in the physical world mingle in the extremely secure park, they can also interact with visitors in the virtual world Disney host. So your augmented reality visitors can also interact with your virtual visitors. Okay, and augmented reality is different from virtual in that... Well, virtual reality matrix, that's when you're fully plugged in, right? You're you're deep-dived into the matrix, whereas... Augmented reality is like you put Google glasses on. Oh, it's just an overlay. It's just an overlay that you can turn off. Got it. Is one of them's easier to distinguish than the other? Yes. Mm. Everything is linked in virtual world Disney with younger visitors who lack implants or augmentations receiving mouse ears, which have built in troads, which with age and parental lockout options and AR glasses based on classic Disney characters. Beloved characters are everywhere in the park, from the many versions of Mickey to iconic heroes and villains. They react to the visitors, even occasionally engaging them in games of virtual tag. Oh, God. (laughs) Coming to get you! (laughs) That's so frightening. Oh, no. Uh... Oh, gosh, you can't escape me. <laughs> Nightmare oh, fuel. so scary. The oh. characters also serve as roving information kiosks, guiding people through the park and entertaining them oh, while they wait in the seemingly unending lines. So why are there still lines if it's a virtual if it's a virtual theme park? That's what I don't understand. They're talking about if you're in the physical theme park, in the mm. augmented reality, there's still lines. But you've got the characters to come and interact with while you're waiting in the line. I hate how good you are at that because I could l- hear like the old timey like the world of tomorrow today, like in the background <laughs> as you were, you were shiv- or shilling for these guys. Oh yeah, Disney. part of the problem. 
Disney, hello. <laughs> uh, sell out easy mode. <laughs> well, uh, you know, sometimes you got to get these people in the parks. <laughs> I am terrified, impressed, and other uh, questionable terms. How, but also how weird would it be to interact with a virtual persona while you're in the physical park as well? Because remember, on the Matrix, you can make your persona look like pretty much anything i would just want to go talk to mickey and try to like make him access the singularity <laughs> like go up to virtual mickey mouse and be like hey mickey could god make a burrito so hot <laughs> that he himself could not eat it what 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 well 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 error error boom this ride is temporarily closed. Oh my god. <laughs> this ride is temporarily closed due to singularity. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, code paradox in the the uh waffle making shop. Oh jeez. Oh man. So that's not all you get with the this newfangled matrix. You also have the social services. Oh no. Here you thought that Twitter and Instagram are all the rage right now, right? Well, in the Matrix, there's a me feed. Me feed? Me feed. Me feeds are live streams of events in a user's life. Me feeds can serve oh. as a personal journey for self-reflection or be shared with a small group of people. It's the Truman Show? <laughs> <laughs> audiences are usually less than a thousand, but some users have feeds with followers in the millions. Yeah. Are they aware that they're being watched? Yeah. Me feeds are. So they're, they're just IRL streamers. They're streamers. Yeah. yeah, yeah social so influencers. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just IRL streamers. Okay. okay. Yeah. If, if it, it would be more twisted in a way, but also interesting if it was like the Truman show. Oh, you, that'd be you worse. You got paid an exorbitant <laughs> amount of money. You got paid a shit ton of money, but you mm -hmm. never know if people are watching you. Ugh. You're just like a, an animal in the zoo for the rest of your life. <laughs> Basically. That's kind of cool, though. I mean, not not <laughs> really. For like, for like a, writers out there. So what you're saying is that you have a child and you create a me feed for them and then you just let it, let it grow up and... Mm -hmm. Never tell them that they're constantly broadcasting. Um, yes. you're putting me feed words in me feed mouth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, me feed appreciates this, it. This is not me feed the way. Oh no, that's God. exactly what he said. I, I, that's pretty much exactly mm -hmm. what Tyler said. That he oh, okay, do. okay. Yeah. Tyler can't wait to have children to exploit them on me feed. You heard it here first, folks. Content coming soon. <laughs> They can be created for instructional or entertainment purposes. Me feeds are prolific on the Matrix, and the more popular ones get official sponsorship and bring in considerable ad revenue. Coming this summer! <laughs> Some feeds are subscription-based, promising exclusive content to those who pay up. Hmm. So it's only feeds. <laughs> it's me feeds with only feeds. My God. While these feeds are not normally sim enhanced, me feeds are an escape from subscribers' dreary lives. Sim subscriptions include virtual gatherings that allow high paying users to feel like they are part of their favorite celebrities' lives. This this sounds like this sounds like <laughs> 
This sounds like you're paid to be in someone's VR chat. Server. Yeah, like, that's what it sounds is, like, this right? This is literally just like, hey, come join my Patreon, and then you can come hang out in my <laughs> VR chat server, and, you know, I'll be the Garfield, and you can come say hi. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a nightmare. So, uh, that's not all. You thought me feeds oh, were the end all not. be all. <laughs> no, I did Uh-oh. not. I absolutely did not. The grimdark expands to the internet as well. Don't mm. forget about Persona. Persona 2.0 or Pito. Pito is that. Horizon's proprietary <laughs> reputation system. Do you need me to say that again? Did, did you hear what I said? Hang on. Okay, so hey, wait. Hang on. Is this Meow Meow Beans? <laughs> is this just Meow Meow Beans? Well, let me read it and we can discover. Horizon's oh proprietary <laughs> reputation system. It originally consisted of live networking, me feeds, reputation management, and sim feeds all in one. It tells others who you are. It constantly reaffirms your own importance. And it allows you to become a part of the glittering constellation of celebrities. Now you can become someone everyone else watches. At least that was the sales pitch in 2071. Pito was the golden goose for Horizon as subscribers paid to turn their lives into a show. As with me feeds, some content is free as people try to get enough viewers to encourage advertisers to pay them. While premium streams charge a subscription fee, all Horizon has to do is maintain the system. So it's like Twitch. It sounds like it's buying bots is what it is. <laughs> this sounds like it's just buying. Okay, so it's not Meow Meow Beans. Do you know what I mean when I say the Meow I, Meow Beans? I do. I do. Okay, Tyler, are you familiar uh, with Meow Meow Beans? I can't remember if this... No, for the listener, for the listener, go for ahead. The yeah, I am the listener forever. It's, it's 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 a reference to an episode of Community where oh. they test a social media app where you basically get to rate people. So okay. it's 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 like uh it's like the Yelp for humans, mm-hmm. and so they develop this caste system based on your rating within the school. Oh. So there's like a hierarchy. So when he was originally explaining it, I thought that we were getting into that, and I was like. I guess that shouldn't surprise me that that would be a thing that would exist in the sixth world at this point. But what it actually sounds like is, yeah, it just sounds like you're buying bots to boost your online personality okay, yeah, and make yourself famous. Actually, one of the other other things you could uh, correlate it to is, did you see the episode of Black Mirror? That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. That does called Nosedive, where uh, every everything is based off of your reputation and your star mm-hmm. rating. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what this is. That is exactly what this is. I mean, I don't want to say that all of this is just a correlation to the uh, social score system that China actually has implemented and uses uh, currently yeah, in this yeah, day. That's, but that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you know, we don't have to talk about that if we don't want to. But I mean, Shadowrun mirrors of... real life. <laughs> Shadowrun away from your responsibilities. So to make this even absolutely absolutely worse, <laughs> the latest iteration of P2 has revised the scoring system to include reviews of your purchase history. Oh. The geotags on your <laughs> meat feeds, who is in your P2 network, etc. It's become more of a social credit system. One the big corporations have a vested interest in. Nightmare. Yup. 
That's Absolute just... nightmare. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> oh. Like, it, here's where it gets worse, too. Like, visitors to corporate hosts using P2 can get discounts or exclusive products if their score is high enough. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course they can. Mm-hmm. Just as there are rewards for high scores, there are penalties for low ones. Oh, my God. It used to be that at a certain threshold, the user would be unsubscribed from the system. But there's some fascination with fallen angels, so these days they often stay until they burn out with a negative score. You become a pariah to other P2 users. People won't interact with you. Corporations tack on extra fees for your purchases. Law enforcement will target you more often on the assumption that if you have a low P2 score, you must be doing something bad. <laughs> what has the Matrix become? Reality. Persona 2.0 <laughs> has a life management guide to give you suggestions for self-improvement and to give positive reinforcement as you succeed in following the advice. Popular tips include eating the right foods, spending time exercising, donating to charity, and purchasing a sponsored item that will make you more desirable and popular. <sighs> oh, I you know, maybe here. reality isn't that bad. <laughs> right? how my brain is um accepting this information i mean think about it though is so this is still just a fad in in the matrix but if it catches on even more especially with the discounts for high scores yeah yeah, yeah. that's a problem could you imagine how much more annoying social influencers would be in the sixth world because of this <laughs> yeah i mean they actually run the country corporate sponsorship that's one of those things where, like, the dissolution of having to disclose if it's an if it's an ad or a paid sponsorship beforehand would just go out the window because everything would be at that mm -hmm. point. Like, yeah, they just assume. Oh, yeah. This is the future of the Matrix. Me feeds and Pito. So fun. <laughs> Aren't you excited? And now this is why I want a palate cleanser episode. <laughs> <laughs> I need something that's just non-depressing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just thinking that you know we're, we're not that bad yet, so I'll I'll take it. I'll I'll live in this little pocket of ignorance for now. Uh, for for now. now. Yeah, yeah. And that that's what you get in the new one in the new the new version of the Matrix. A lot of starlet influence trying to hoist their uh, talking points given to them by the corporation that finances them. Yeah. How can there be a bias? Oh, yeah. No biases at all. What are you talking about? This is a clearly trusted um, P2 user. Yeah. Yes. Look at their social score. <laughs> Wouldn't it be that much easier? No, I can't justify this. No, <laughs> no, I can't. I mustn't. And then you have some weird stuff as well. Like, no, uh, what? No, that's the social stuff. Then you have weird things in the matrix, like uh, in this new wire or wireless matrix, like the Briar Patch. The Briar Patch is Puyallup's ugly version of a matrix. Is a haphazard conglomeration of wireless hotspots and LTG hardlines that weren't scavenged for materials. It's a Wi-Fi Frankenstein. Yeah, with the spending to create new commercial workspaces, there is a prolific number of faults as 
Puyallup residents are contracted unions work to get the matrix functioning. There are so many faults that if you look sideways, the quote wall disappears for that moment and you can see the matrix as a whole. So it's like it's not its own separated grid. Oh, there's the whole thing over there. Sometimes when you <laughs> stare long enough into the matrix, the matrix stares back. <laughs> the deep resonance is watching. The dissonance oh, yeah. is here. The dissonance is here. The dissonance is now. <laughs> right. I might have come up with either a new protagonist idea or uh, or a villain. <laughs> or both. One or the other. He thinks he's a hero. Yeah. Like all good villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a doomsday cult based or, or a doomsday character based around the dissidents and being like a doomsday prophet for it. He's a prepper. You also have something a called... Dissidence prepper. <laughs> dissidence prepper. You also have uh, something called the Wild Matrix as well. Wild, wild matrix? Uh, yeah, there are many aspects of what is referred to as the wild matrix that makes it difficult to squarely nail down. There are no plans, no divining or mapping, no God or demigod holds any sway. Nothing that operates in the wild is registered with the corporate court's new matrix protocol grid plan. So it's the, the wild frontier of matrix. Godless. With some of the instabilities being witnessed, some believe that the wild matrix is spontaneously generating itself from the deep foundation-based areas. Others don't think that the Wild Matrix actually exists. The ghost story. So it's like the Dark Web. It's like the, the dark, dark Web. web. Dark the Silk web. Road. The Silk Road is all here. That's just a legend they tell young otakus that they do. <laughs> <laughs> this is a story you don't stray too far into the deep yeah. Matrix. Yeah? yeah. They got themselves some regular Matrix over yonder. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Matrix at home. Oh, uh, so what do you guys think about the new Matrix versus the old, the wireless versus wired? Are you for the augmented reality? I mean, why not at this point, man? Like, <laughs> like honestly, like, what's the downside of having one more? Nightmare hellscape more, of the internet. One more, nightmare. <laughs> one more nightmare to this menagerie. Yeah. Um. Uh, I. I. It's like. I. I. I think that I like the barrier of entry of having to have like you know a like the wired connection mm -hmm. of of like the matrix and I feel like it's once you I mean it's kind of like a like a discussion or like an argument point that you would have in regards to like smartphones like modern day smartphones are kind of like the wireless matrix for all intents and purposes like it allows you we we even have like ar integrated technology apps that you can use on a smartphone so it's mm -hmm. like it, it it allows you to instantly be in something else and not have to be as physically connected you know oh god it's too yeah man real. it's kind of a nightmare when you think about it from that prospect but uh or think of the direction that it could go like it could go this way where yeah. we get p2 and me feeds i mean yeah. i was just wondering why i was like thinking of you know the oh it's like wi-fi it's like this it's like oh no it's because this is what it is yeah this is mm -hmm. this is reality like this is this is, this is what we got well, 
you also have to think how it evolved a little bit too from the wired matrix where corporations had hosts that they would build and it was like server farms and, and network right. in that way to now you have the wireless matrix which is inherently built completely off of all of the connectivity that the devices themselves create yeah so it's sort of like a mobile network where Huh, that yeah, explains I, why I, you're in bigger cities that you get better <laughs> connections. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't it's, I, I just I don't know. I maybe I am the old curmudgeoned man that's that shakes his fists, but it's like I I feel like that amount of connectivity leads to the disconnection of people more than the connection that people Holy. like to think that it provides. We're and getting so... too real. <laughs> hey, man. hey, literally said, since episode one, we've talked about life. the correlation between the sixth world and modern day. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. this is what we got, man. Every episode, <laughs> I gotta be the downer. Well, now, to give you a... okay. With that all being said. I do think that and I have always been a proponent for that the best thing to come out of the internet is the availability for people to find connections and be able to have discussions with people that they otherwise wouldn't be able to. You know, you live in rural Midwest America and you have an interest in something that nobody else in your town has but you have the ability to connect on and find people online that share that interest and suddenly you have that community. And I do think that being able to connect into the matrix in that sense is just like the upgraded version of that. So it would be like us being able to, rather than playing tabletop sim through Steam, we could literally sit in an augmented game table and play games together, you know? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in, and from that standpoint, I do that's that is what I've always said is like the it or personally felt is like the best thing to come out of the internet and like that amount of connectivity. Hell, I only all know of, you guys because the internet. All ah, of the all of the negative trash fires of the internet aside, you know that comes <laughs> with pretty much any societal standpoint at this point anyway. So like there's always going to be someone that's going to be able to go well but look at all the downsides to it and that's that's just a glass half empty perspective yeah see this is this is partly a feel good episode yeah <laughs> i mean i don't know i i'm of the mindset now that like everything is so wild and crazy now that i'm not going to try and change it per se as i am like going to see where it goes and kind of hope for the best you know because if I'm preparing for every calamity that could come around the corner from the internet or life, You're it's kind of forever. It's debilitating. Yeah. It's hard to do anything when I'm like, wow, I could just die right now if I just take a step to the right. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you there's sometimes you can't even predict that, you know? You can't. You really can't. No. So, I mean, the Matrix, th- this is weirdly making me feel like, yeah, at least we're not there yet. <laughs> well, yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need this glass half full easy. I need it. <laughs> give, give Big Daddy Zuck a couple more years and we'll be <laughs> oh, oh, Elon Zusk. 
<laughs> Merge into one supreme being. They're going to fusion dance. <laughs> uh, oh, no. I can see it in my head, and I don't like it. Uh, Be- Bezusk? Ooh. Ooh. It's, it's, Je- it's Bezos, Musk, er, uh, yeah, Musk and Zuck all combined into this, into the Musk. ultimate conglomeration. Hail unto Busk. <laughs> the Busk. The, the Busk commandeth. <laughs> the Busk, t- give it the Busk, take it the way. Uh, how do we just create the worst human that could ever exist in human in, <laughs> in the history of human society? It's a chimera society. of crap. <laughs> it's a chimera of just awful. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm of suck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so easy. How do you feel about the Matrix? What's your? It's always been a very interesting place, like an interesting concept. I appreciate mm-hmm. that it exists in the the cyberpunk setting because I feel mm-hmm. like it's something that you definitely need in yeah. that particular setting, especially you know how the internet evolves. Yeah, I could see it as this is the direction that we're headed. Yeah. eventually we will have uh, some version of the matrix i hope it's 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 as cool as what you read about in ready player one but it probably won't be yeah right <laughs> i can dare to dream but uh... I, from from a purely gameplay standpoint i do like the matrix existing because i do think that it adds a level of interest more so than just like standardized computers you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like it like if we were just playing a d20 modern setting and it was like oh we need this information and then it's like all right well i, I call my hacker guy and i guess he he hacks the information for me like having the prospect of for to 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 have this reference our sinless playthrough that we do every Sunday on Twitch <laughs> for anybody who'd be interested in watching the whole thing that we've been setting up with the uh, the Archer Steel stuff like the 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 possibility that we could just do an entire episode that is the Strike Force going into the Matrix in order to steal Archer Steel's sin information and mm-hmm. like that's just an entire setting in and of itself that is available to use and be interesting like i think that that's really cool from a from a gameplay standpoint i think that that's way more interesting than just all right and then uh roll computer skill and you did it good job <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like... well yeah you, it, when doing the the matrix runs you're it's like your own your own separate game almost where mm-hmm. you're in there by yourself and it allows you to create uh, from a GM perspective, a whole different universe, you know, because you can have them run into pretty much anything. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. It, I, I, I guess it's definitely, it's definitely different. It, it's, I enjoy it. I, I, lo- I love that it's there. I mean, uh, plus there are these other uh, things that do crop up from the Matrix and from Deckers. Like you have these underground decker fight clubs yeah where uh not necessarily will they will they be decking against each other but you can play uh uh, virtual reality games right like think of how much more intense um street fighter gets in dude the Matrix. i was just thinking evo <laughs> yeah. AR evo. right yeah. yeah ar evo yeah ar evo i think kind of sick 
I, I, I also understand from that same standpoint why when we first started Sinless, your like one rule for us was, all right, nobody plays a Decker. Because <laughs> I can only imagine how much of a nightmare it would be for it to be like, all right, turn one in combat. What are you going to do? And it's like, well, let me jack into the Matrix real quick. Oh, and spend, 40, spend 45 minutes just doing my turn while I explain everything uh, elaborately that I'm doing that. to try to hack into this uh-huh. guy's upgrades and disable him and all we the, also had uh, otakus were banned well I yeah for that. for yeah. for basically the same reason yeah 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 yeah, yeah. all the things you, you could blame this episode <laughs> it's it's really funny because it's one of those things where also like the more that we've talked about the matrix i like mm-hmm. it from a storytelling standpoint mm-hmm. i never want to play a decker in my life <laughs> because it sounds like a nightmare like the yeah. amount of like I can only imagine like the amount of micro and additional statting that you have to keep in mind at all times and like you you you're basically playing a separate game from yes. everybody else that you're in a party with. Like, so yes. from a from a purely uh from a purely tabletop perspective here, this is just for the game, not necessarily for the lore itself. But mm-hmm. I I know in um in third edition specifically you built your deck, right? And your deck had its own stat line that you would use for when you're in the matrix. Oh my god. Oh, like you don't avatar. use yeah, you don't even use your stats that you created for your character. You use the stat line for the deck that you built. <laughs> and all the programs that you run on it. Now this changes a little bit when you get to uh to fourth and fifth edition. And decking becomes uh, a little bit easier. It's still not quite there. And then uh, I can't speak to 6th edition specifically yet because we haven't really done um, a full dive into all the new rules and actually tried to play in a 6th edition game. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's something that we'll be doing in the future. I don't know. Uh, We'll wait and see. But... I can't. I, I can tell you from a game, from a, a, a gameplay standpoint, that it was very difficult to be a decker in the earlier editions, and they made it slightly more manageable around fourth and fifth. Mm-hmm. But oof, it, it's involved. I will say, it's definitely involved. When you <laughs> want to be a the moral of the story is: use the internet for good, people. <laughs> <laughs> Do not wield it for dark intent. Or else you will have to face the wrath of God! <laughs> Any final questions that we have about the Matrix or anything that uh, we didn't happen to cover with the Matrix that you were wondering about? Oh, dude. Okay, so I would definitely cut this. <laughs> but what you could have as an ending is like, yeah, well, what about porn? And then you cut me off right when oh. <laughs> Good night, everybody. I've been yeah. waiting to ask you. Yeah, and then the episode just like stops there. I so mean, like... I, I probably won't cut that, but I will say that um, <clears throat> SimSense has definitely made that industry uh, very popular. I don't, I didn't, you, you know, great. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> I was like, it's not like I really want to know, but you know, I'm already, I'm already building up my own reputation in my own head that I'm the pervert of the podcast. <laughs> so I just lean into it. Uh, yeah, with the with the advent the invention of SimSense, um, 
that uh, particular uh, corner of the internet really, really takes off. We take off, brethren. Hold out hope. <laughs> Our time is coming. And again, uh, with SimSense, that'll probably be uh, one of the topics that is covered along with Beatles. Oh. Because they run hand in hand with uh, SimSense and the Better Than Life chips. So that will be a topic that we will be visiting in the future. So you can learn all about your recreational drugs of the sixth world and how to escape. <laughs> if, you, if you guys don't have anything else that's that's crash 2.0 and the rise of the wireless matrix all thanks to the actions of a terrorist organization a rogue otaku group the unwitting participation of a corporation and the evil machinations of a malign artificial intelligence trapped inside an arcology <laughs> In short, this is fine. In short, everything is fine. Everything Everything's is okay. operating according to plan. <laughs> so thank you for joining us and sticking with us this long. And we will see you guys in the next edition. Good night, everybody. The Topps Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sound, audio, video, and or any proprietary materials used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to Critical Hits to use such names, logos, artwork, photographs, sound, audio, video, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Critical Hits in any official capacity whatsoever.